What's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the New Age Outdoor Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I want to give a huge shout out to Big Sue Screen Printing and Embroidery for supporting us and our adventures into the outdoors as we break into the outdoor industry. They are currently designing merch that we can bring to you guys, so go check them out on Facebook for all your custom apparel needs. We also want to give a huge thank you to Skunk River Recon and Mark Johnson for keeping us supplied with the best custom fishing rods money can buy. At Skunk River Recon, they can build any rod you can imagine. Whether it's a fly rod, bass rod, ice rod, or even a saltwater rod, it can be built. For more information or if you want to get your very own 100% customized fishing rod, get a hold of Mark on the Skunk River Recon Facebook page. guys welcome back to another one today we uh, wanted to kind of address some things going into turkey season um we decided to just up- upload every couple weeks here for a little bit just because we wanted to prioritize quality over quantity on our episodes um so um, with that in mind we we plan on heading out to nebraska uh, on sunday actually so here in probably what six days yeah it's crazy. It's coming up. Yeah, quick. so it's kind of weird because right now it's actually like snowing and cold and stuff. So, but as far as it, it says, the weather's supposed to be good for Sunday. So we'll hopefully it's hopefully it's good. Yeah, I think we'll I think we'll be fine. It's I've been watching the weather like pretty close the past few weeks, and it hasn't changed anything for Sunday yet. So, yeah, I, I think especially with this weather like this, it'll really get them fired up when it does get back to being you know 50s 60s whatever yeah i know sunday there's a high of 61 so sweet hopefully those birds are just fired up and yeah some good footage yeah so um obviously as many of you that hunt or even don't maybe you guys know a huge part of it is the scouting that goes into it before the actual hunt whether you're um, going boots on the ground scouting or using um, apps as far as whether it's Onyx or I know there's a couple other ones out there. Um, we like to use Onyx just because it's so user-friendly and it's pretty much the most popular one in my opinion. Um, and there's codes for all over the internet as far as getting discounts on it or whatever. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those systems, you know, you jump on it and, you know, you can watch one YouTube video and you kind of get the whole system. And then it's, it's really, yeah, you said it's user friendly, so it's not one of those systems where you have to, you're spending two years just trying to learn all the features on it. Um, and there are a lot of features on Onyx, but they they present it really well. Yeah, I really like the app just because it combines like everything that you could need from your phone, pretty much. Um, I know they have like wind on there. You can click on a spot and it has like the wind patterns. I'm pretty sure the temperature. Um, yeah, they did add that feature. What was that like? I, was, I would say that was in the last six months that they added the weather feature. Like they made it available. I'm sure they had people testing it out and maybe I just yeah. got it. But I know in the last six months I got the weather. You can check like a, the weather on an area at the time. Yeah, I think that really helps. Um, even like for like waterfowl, going back to that is 
you can look at a field that you're on and be like, okay, the wind's coming out of the southeast or the northwest, and you can make sure you're setting up for the right, the right winds. But um, back to turkey hunting is like going into that app ahead of time. Like I know this week we're definitely going to be doing a lot of e-scouting just on a few public spots over there in Nebraska that we can go on Sunday. And one thing I really, really look for is a close water source. Um, whether it's going to be, you know, a, a big river, a small stream, a, a little creek bottom, a little pond, um, even just some kind of low spot that there could be uh, potential water. Obviously, right now around here, it's been pretty dry. So there may not be a whole lot of stuff like that where there's just a little little puddle of water sitting in the a bottom or something. Um, so those those creeks and streams are going to be really crucial for these turkeys um, if they're not by a large river or a large pond so um, I think that that water source is definitely a huge thing that I look for yeah it definitely played a uh, pattern into last year's hunting um, you know the, the place we shot my bird on we you know they were roosting in an area but every morning it seemed like they pretty much got up went towards the water source and that's kind of where we were able to intercept them and really pattern those birds yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, that's just like for all wildlife really is it's such a need. And when they're in a spot where it's not close enough for them to get to, it's, it's hard for them to survive. That's just the, the truth in it. So um, if you can find that water source, it's like, you can almost guarantee there's going to be going to be turkeys there as long as it's the right habitat for turkeys and populations around us are doing very well um I, i'm not an expert but i would i'd like to say they're doing well just because of what i've seen in the area as far as driving and um going and scouting some spots we know there's a great number of turkeys here and we're very blessed with that so i think um if you can use these apps like onyx and um these other online mapping apps i guess for like the topography of land you can really use them to your advantage to find spots that you can go and hunt. Um, Onyx has a great job of showing public land versus private land. Um, there, there is some spots on Onyx where the, the lines dividing the public and private may not be 100% right. right. So you do have to kind of watch that. Um, one thing I like to do is I'll go on Onyx, find a public spot or a private spot that I want to go um, ask permission if it's public I just obviously want to go hunt it but also do what you should do is go to like the Iowa DNR website go to their hunting atlas and you can go to these public spots on their atlas and kind of compare the spots make sure Onyx has the, the property lines right and then you can go into the spot and have confidence in Onyx itself that it's going to be 100% and you're not going to be well, getting into any is, chances of trespassing. Onyx is a tool and then it has a time and place to be used Exactly. you should never take onyx now i'm not gonna say they're wrong because i've never had really that instance where onyx's lines have been wrong they've pretty much always been spot on for me but yeah you also need to follow the physical borders because those are like so if you get out there and onyx has the the lines 30 feet more to the north but the fence is right there obviously it's right there so yeah it's a tool to be used in time and place but you also need to realize that not every tool is meant for every situation. Yeah, exactly. And I know last year it actually saved me because 
um not save me but it helped me out because when i looked at the iowa dnr atlas they had a spot that was marked as public that onyx had not updated it yet and i wouldn't have hunted that that new public ground if it wasn't for mm-hmm. the iowa dnr atlas because on onyx according to them it was still all owned by a private owner so um like you said like it's a tool um they're not always always right and it's not always 100 percent up to date but they do a very good job of trying to keep the most up-to-date on things as far as who owns it um, and if it's a public or private spot. Yeah, I think that's that's the best way to put it. So another thing we kind of use the app for, especially when we're turkey hunting, is I like we use it for locating birds. And when I say that, so, you know, in the morning we'll get in there and we'll, especially if we're running and gunning that day, well, most of the time, the places we were hunting were either in a bottom or on the very top of a ridge, and we're calling. And we're trying to locate those birds. And then what we'll do is we'll go and put a pin in on X saying, all right, we think the bird is somewhere in this direction. That way, as we're navigating the terrain and we're listening for birds, we can always just quick flip back to on X and say, all right, well, we think the bird is here. But, you know, as we've been calling stuff, we're working more this way. So we changed that pin just so it kind of always gives us just a reference on where to go. And, you know, you're not getting, so like one of the properties we hunt is very, is like half of it's like really big timber, half of it's like a bunch of cedars and it's really ridges and it just goes, it's a huge piece. And it's very easy as you're going, you know, you're crawling under these cedars and you're getting, you're following these ridge shops. It's very easy to get turned around in direction and forget which way that bird was. So then all we have to do is flip back to Onyx and say, all right, yep, we're going the right way. Or, well, we thought the bird was here. Maybe we should go back this way. Yeah, we had many instances last year at that spot where we were chasing birds or whatever. And we'd look at Onyx and be like, oh, shoot, you know, like we're going the wrong direction or something. Like, obviously, we're going to listen for the bird gobbling. But a lot of times these birds, you might only, only hear a couple gobbles, especially if it's midday or something. And you're working off that one or two gobbles that you heard 20 minutes ago or something, you know? So it's nice to have that tool to mark that first position you heard that bird in and kind of work the landscape and work the topography off of that just so that you have a better chance at slipping in closer to that bird or um, being able to call to that bird from a different standpoint where they're going to come in and be curious on, you know, where that hen is that they're looking for yeah i think that's probably like our i would say the two main things we use on x4 would be property lines and then just locating the animals um the number three that i think probably the number one like i guess the number three that we use it for that is still really important is marking like saving pins and saving locations so i'm gonna double down and kind of get back on the deer side of on x um so i'm very big into I love hunting public land. I love hunting big pieces of public land for deer. And my favorite thing to do is to hike as far back as I possibly can just to minimize the chance of people in my area. Just because the people in the area we hunt, there are a few hardcore hunters who will, you know, hike way back there, but a lot of them are still old school using ladder stands and they're not going to drag them back four miles into a piece. So I like to just get back there with my saddle and get far back. So one of the problems I ran into last year where I should have used Onyx and I didn't, and I wish I would have, was I hiked back into a public spot 
I had like a probably a hundred yard circle of an area I knew I kind of wanted to be in, but I never went in and picked out a tree to climb. So I got back there and it just took me a while to, I was walking around trying to find a tree, you know, couldn't figure out which one I wanted to go up in. It really, it, you know, cut out 20 minutes of my time. So I was very indecisive. Whereas if I would have went on on exit, you know, in before season, went, picked out my tree and you can drop a pin very specifically to a tree. And as long as you have a cell reception, you can go right up to that tree with Onyx. Um, yeah. And so that's one of those things where you can just save a spot you want to go to. And they had the, like a color coding and an icon system. So you can save it as, you know, a tree or a bedding, you know, you can save all these different waypoints and just mark out these things on a map. So another thing you can do would be like, so if you know, you're going to hunt this piece, mark out where the food is on the piece, where the water, all the potential bedding, you know, big, you know, big factors in the bedding, you know, if there's, you know, a sunny ridge, like a hillside, and if it's warmer weather, a lot of times the deer is better than that. But if you know where the thick cover is, mark that, then find that central location between all these pins you just put down on your map. And that's probably a really good place to set up because you're going to be in, you're going to have that most high chance of seeing an animal because you know where all they potentially could be in that area yeah yeah and with turkey hunting too is you can mark these spots where you're seeing a high number of birds and i'll literally just pull out my phone quick drop a pin with a turkey on it and i know that's a spot where i've seen you know many turkeys and one thing i also like to do is after i do take a turkey or kill a turkey on a, a spot or something i like to mark it with a different color just so I know, hey, that's a spot where I've killed birds in the past. Maybe I should go double check that. Um, and obviously it's going to vary year to year where where it is, if you have permission on the spot still, or if it's a different public spot versus a different one. But um, I just like to have that knowledge from years past of where I killed birds before. That way I can go into it and kind of have that as a backup if I'm not hunting that property. Um, mm -hmm. I can just go back to that spot and have confidence that I'll more than likely see birds there still um and one one tip i want to give to you with onyx is you can change the way you see the map so they have a satellite version where you're seeing um just kind of like an aerial view of what it would look like um they also have a just a topography setting so you're literally just going to see the landscape and the different elevations of these ridge lines the bottoms and one thing that that setting does well is it really shows off where the water is. So kind of going back to that water situation is you can really use that the topo map on Onyx to find water sources, whether it's a stream, pond, river, it really narrows it down and it just highlights it blue, just like any other map would really. And it highlights it blue on the map compared to, you know, just regular, the white or whatever it is. And it, it's really easy to find that water source, even if it's a, just a slight blue line, there's a good chance that water is going to be there. Um, obviously, it's going to depend on if it's a dry or wet year, but um, I definitely used that to my advantage last year, just finding those spots in the bottoms where there could be a possible stream running through where these turkeys might like to roost next to or um, might like to go to at some point during the day. So um, that's just one tip I like to use on Onyx. And they also added that new 3D feature if you're on um, a desktop. So yep. I know the app is really very useful and very convenient, but the desktop does offer that 3D um, availability, I guess, where you can 
kind of have a better understanding of what the land will look like when you are there. It kind of shows off those ridges a lot better um, versus the bottoms and stuff. And I think that definitely would play a huge role in um, how you might approach a, a piece for turkeys is, you know, maybe you'd like to get to the top of a ridge, but it's kind of hard to see it on just the, the flat, you know, 2D satellite version. So um, if you have access to a desktop, I would definitely consider trying to look at a piece that you plan on hunting in that 3D view on a desktop. Yeah, that desktop feature, that's when I'm going into like a piece, like for instance, when we're going now turkey hunting in Nebraska, yeah, I'm on my phone, but I'm really on that desktop. You just it gives me that, it's just a bigger picture. And so that's what I prefer. Um, so now if we kind of go back to the phone. Another cool feature that Onyx has is it will track you while you're hunt, like while you're moving. So usually when I go into a piece for the morning, I start a track. And I let that, I just, then you set it and forget it. And then I close it out when I get done with the day. It also, I like, I think it's kind of cool to just see that, you know, the miles you've walked, you know, the different, the how many feet in elevation you've changed throughout your day of hunting. But it yeah. also helps me in the fact of, well, you can save that track and say, you know, you walked in and normally you always go to the left ridge. Well, today you went to the right ridge and you found an amazing spot, but you know, you didn't have the time to set a pin or something because you know you were just chasing birds all day and so now you can go back along that track say all right well i turned right here i kind of remember this and you can you can set a pin without having to set a pin you can do it after the hunt and you can kind of see and you're like well i want to take that same exact path tomorrow you can set to follow that track so then you watch your phone and onyx will say you know go this many steps this way like you know go this far this direction then slightly turn this way and you can kind of follow that track and it's really precise because i've i've fallen one of my spots i hunt i follow the exact same track i go into every time just to minimize spooking the deer yeah yeah i definitely i think that tracking capability is really good for trying to find the best spot to enter a piece of land um so i mean that public spot that we hunt we have found kind of the best way to get in if we're trying to enter a certain part of the property so if we're mm -hmm. trying to enter that what is it the south side we we have a tracker or a line that we kind of like to follow for that if we're trying to enter more on the north side or the northwest side of it we enter in from a different spot so it just kind of plays into part in to how we like to approach the the spots we like to get to and um, if we say we go in and we roost a bird the night before or whatever we can kind of just go up to that top ridge there listen roost a few birds Put a couple pins down and then we have that knowledge going into the next morning's hunt which is really huge and it it creates a lot more successful opportunities for us i think right and it just kind of takes out that that wondering factor of you know was this the right spot no like we know when we say we're going to a spot that we have marked on x we know we're going to the exact spot we want to go yeah so yeah we've we talked a lot about like our turkey hunting so about last year and you know or how we use on x but we have a bunch of new stuff this year that we're wanting to try so is there anything specifically that you're looking forward to trying this year turbo yeah so i kind of came like a to a realization in the past i don't know two or three weeks i think i was actually listening to and listening to another podcast and i kind of kind of thought of this i was like you know um obviously i've hunted over decoys i think every bird i've killed so 
And I'm not against decoys at all. Obviously, I'm going to keep using them. But I do want to kind of challenge myself this year to my goal is to kill one bird without a decoy. So um, I will kind of mention like the hunting public kind of has influenced me to kind of have that mindset just on this one bird, hopefully. And um, I know they do a lot of that where they'll go to the top of a ridge, they'll call or whatever, and they'll set in a spot where that bird has to come in to find you because it's so curious, you know. And um, I know with that decoy, it's kind of like takes some of it out of it just because, you know, once they see that decoy, it's their natural reaction to, you know, come towards it or say it's a jake and say it's a jake decoy and it, you're hunting you know a mature gobbler or whatever you know it's not going to be happy that that jake's sitting there ready to breed or whatever he's doing you know um so he's gonna want to come in and check that decoy out but i think going into it without a decoy and just trying that new that new strategy i guess without one i think it definitely kind of up our skill level as far as how we approach the land um, the spot we set up in because obviously you're not going to want to set up in a spot where that bird can can pick you out from you know 100 yards away you're going to want to set up in a spot where he has to work around a pile of bushes or he has to come up the ridge and down into a, a bottom to find you or something or however you set up on the land it's going to influence your success on you know tricking that bird into coming in so that's kind of what I'm looking forward to this season um, I don't know if I'm going to do my uh, second season bird for that or the, my fourth season bird. Um, but I think that's definitely my goal this season is to um, kill a turkey without a decoy. So what, what do you have anything you're looking forward to? Yeah. So one thing I'm like, I'm starting to get huge into hunting out West and, you know, elk hunting, mule deer hunting, everything out West. And one thing that I see constantly, a lot of these really successful people are hunting out there do is they're setting up. So like we go out turkey hunt, last year we pretty much we set the decoy and then me and turbo we sat in the same spot and we called and it worked it worked for what we wanted it to one thing i see them doing out west and i really want to try back here just to see how it goes is i want to set up so say we're talking left to right and the birds coming from left to right i want to set up so um the bird say the birds you know 100 yards from the decoy and the decoys on or the birds on the far left, the decoys on the far right. I want to set like somebody, I want to set the caller in a little bit different area or possibly farther behind me or have me set off to the side. That'd probably be the best. So like if you had a line left to right, it'd be bird, decoy, caller, and then me off to the side, especially with me hunting with a bow. I feel like not having the calling or the decoy right by me is going to be the best because then that that bird isn't focused on me it's focused on the calling and the decoy which are off to the right and I'm down below you know to the north or the south and that bird is looking straight ahead and I'm off to its side hopefully it doesn't you know pick me out as easy and it'll give me just a little bit more time and then we don't also have to have that bird fully commit to the decoy or the calling because if we're set up in different areas you know maybe 50 yards from the caller or the decoy but it's only 15 for me because I'm setting up off to the side and then it also I think it cuts down on the size of the hide we have to have instead of trying to hide two people whereas turbo can really could just lay down on his back cover up with a stick you know a big a piece of brush or something and call and I then I really can just kind of worry about my hide or it, it's easier to hide two separate people than to hide one people like one person because you know we could both just tuck up behind a tree instead of trying to 
yeah i don't know because if you're yeah. getting what i'm picturing no i get it it's kind of hard to paint a picture like that but i i definitely get what you're what you're saying and i think that using a strategy like that is definitely going to play a huge role for you bow hunting turkeys and i think it would definitely it would help for shotgun tur- um, hunting turkeys but obviously shotgun you have a a little bit better um it's a little i guess range or yeah it's a little it's a lot less stressful too i feel like um i'm not obviously shotgun hunting too is stressful but um i think with a bow you definitely have to consider more factors just because of the fact that you know you have to have time to get up and draw and you have to do it in a a quiet and steady manner when you have this you know this this gobbler at 20 30 yards or whatever coming in so i think definitely using that and having a caller um kind of farther farther back to say you're sitting on a tree and you're facing the north or something facing the facing the east and i'm set up back farther to the south i don't know 10 20 30 yards and that say we're using a decoy which we probably will when you're hunting with a bow um we have that decoy kind of set up kind of in between us so that you're kind of off the side path to where that bird's likely path will be towards the decoy so his focus is going to be towards me the caller and the decoy Mm -hmm. and hopefully he draws enough attention or that decoy draws enough attention off of your spot and your cover to where you can get a clear ethical shot on that bird where you're not going to be having to worry about him staring at you while you're trying to get up and draw your bow yeah and since i've really planned on like trying to use that strategy this year i also come to the realization that it may cause me to have to take a like you put it in like deer terms like a quartering away shot so i've been just really studying that that turkey anatomy and finding out where i want to where i'm going to need to aim in these different situations that using this strategy could present yeah yeah and in last year your burr i mean the shot placement it obviously it was good it worked out um and you know you killed that bird and within 20 seconds he 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 was done flopping yeah yeah. he was yeah and um but yeah like you said you're gonna have you're gonna be faced with a different situation more than likely and you'll have to have that confidence in your shot to know where to place it and where it's gonna you know kill that bird and that's the same thing you know we've said it many times but with the bow it's going to be a little bit trickier um just because you have a lot more to consider when you're taking that shot so i think yeah, that I was think actually been... that was my plan for today was before we got all this snow and stuff i was going to go out to a permission we have a field to hunt and i was just gonna set up just because it's nice area to film and you know go out yeah. practice shoot my bow and i can shoot really long distances out there and yeah now it's so much for 15 that mile an hour wind and snow which i could go out and shoot it just it's hard on the equipment and i'd rather not if i don't need yeah. to tell you what we needed this moisture though i can tell you that yeah it's we really yeah. need it it's if we you guys use about like, a whole week almost but yeah <laughs> if you guys are anywhere in the midwest you know what we're talking about how dry it is like it's it's been crazy like we've been fighting grass fires in negative four degree weather that is absolutely insane that's crazy i think i think uh it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens as far as this upcoming spring into the summer and into the fall months just because if we don't get some a heavy amount of rain or some sort of you know amountable rain here soon before especially for like the farmers and stuff like i don't know how it's going to go as far as the growing season and stuff 
Right. And I mean, the rivers are well, even the lowest like it's ever been. Populations and stuff in the fall is obviously we're in a spot where we have we do have rivers, but you know, spots that don't have a lot of water sources, it's going to be tough for these these animals to um, I guess thrive as much as they as much as they had in the past or have been. Right. And, you know, you start thinking about, you know, like duck habitat and breeding grounds and a lot of these wetlands that they normally can breed in are drying up and it's making it easier for these pock, these raccoons, these possums and stuff to get to these breeding grounds. And so it's really going to take a toll on the population. So, yeah, I think we're just all praying for some rain. And, you know, it's weird to think like six years ago, we were getting just floods that were just devastating to the area. We'd get so much rain in the spring and, you know, the river would be 10 foot higher than it normally was and you know back then I wasn't duck hunting I didn't really I didn't really care about you know habitat or anything like that because I didn't know and now I'm wishing I'm like man you know granted the floods were terrible of the communities but like it'd be nice to have that much water around again yeah yeah I guess uh I guess time will tell what happens but we're definitely looking looking forward to hopefully having some more rain and more more moisture in the in the forecast i guess but um you got anything else you want to add no i think that's going to do it for us today and so we just want to thank you guys for listening to this episode and remember to check out all our sponsors in the beginning um you can find us on apple spotify and anchor so make sure to check out all the other episodes that we post we post some other turkey hunting content and going forward into the spring it's gonna be a lot of turkey hunting a lot of fishing and so everything's gonna be coming up really fast we're getting into that busy time of year for us again we're kind of getting out of that lull right now. And so I know I'm super excited to be outdoors all the time. Um, anything yeah, it's else? Gonna a, it's going to be a fun spring. And I'm really, yeah. I'm really looking forward to all the new stuff we, we learned this spring. And um, I'm really excited to just get out there, get hunting, get all these birds on film, hopefully. And um, I think it'll be a really fun, a really fun spring of chasing, chasing long beards, I guess. And uh if you guys have anything you want us to talk about this spring or this summer coming up even, just don't be afraid to uh, let us know on anything, any of our socials, just send us a message or if you know us personally, just send us a text and tell us what you'd like to hear out of us. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. All right. We'll see you guys later. Peace.